Yo, man. Hey, everyone. If you know me, you know I'm a super clean freak. This is Steph Palermo, and I've got to tell you about an amazing cleaning product. These days, everyone is fed up with unnecessary chemicals and additives. Me too. So let me tell you about an all-in-one household product, Annie's Pure and Simple. I know what you're thinking. I was thinking it too. What about COVID? Rest easy. Annie has got you covered. Annie makes her products from natural ingredients that are proven to kill germs and viruses, including the COVID-19 virus. And they're surface-friendly as well as streak and smear-free. And guess what else? It's safe for the kiddos and the pets. It's one cleaner for all your cleaning needs. Women-owned and manufactured right here on the South Shore. Annie's Pure and Simple. Change the way you clean. Available online at annie'spureandsimple.com and your local Whole Foods supermarket. You're never going out of style. This is the Just Steph Show. I'm your host, Steph Palermo, your Sicilian soul guide, bringing sexy back to Monday nights. Tune in every Monday night from 8 to 10 p.m. for weekly healings, soul readings, special guests, and tips to enhance your life by balancing body, mind, and heart. Make your Monday night sexy right here on WATD. 95.9 with Just Step. Hey, this is Steph Palermo and it's the Just Step Show. Everybody has two lives. The second one begins when you realize you only have one. We are second lifers. We're empty nesters, newly single, and those starting over. H3, you're healthy, happy, hip years are just beginning. And you know I'm bringing sexy back to Monday Night Radio. And you don't want to miss tonight and every Monday night because I'm helping you transform your life one glorious day at a time. So I help second lifers discover their spirituality and incorporate it into their lives. I teach my clients and audiences how to meld a spiritual practice with the realities of daily life in order to enjoy the fullest expression of themselves, the complete life package. You know, you don't have to ditch the fun to be connected to the divine. Everyone thinks, oh, the holy ones don't have any fun. But you know what? We can have a blast because you know why? We have peace. We enjoy our lives. We're evolving and growing And this is what I love to teach my clients and audiences, and especially because uh, there are realities that we face as spiritual beings in in our skin, and the realities are other people, our thoughts, our beliefs, all of that, and we need to sort of face all that and know how to deal with all of it, combat it to live our best life purpose-driven life. And I offer soul journey retreats in Sicily, one-on-one soul journey guidance workshops, and of course, this amazing weekly talk radio show on WATD 95.9 FM. You don't want to miss every Monday night. So let's get grounded. Let's have a quick breather. Everybody just relax. Close your eyes if if you're not unless you're driving and breathe. And know that 
there is no such thing as coincidence, no such thing at all. Everything happens for a reason, and it happens for you, not to you. And what you hear tonight is exactly what you need to hear. So I'm going to pull a grace card for you. Let me get something from the middle here. Okay. I know you can't see this out there in radio land, but the card I pulled is ask. When we call upon the divine for guidance and support, we will receive a response. Spiritual signposts will be put in our path to guide us to our highest good. That's a beautiful grace card. Ask. So ask for help. Ask for help from, um, from God, from the divine. Uh, ask for guidance. Ask for doors to open. Ask for clarity and understanding. And, and know that what you get is exactly what you need because the universe has your back. You know, I, I wanted to talk about this a few weeks back. I saw this ad from Nike. From Nike. And, you know, I'm all about, like, I love Nikes and whatever, you know, all the, all the gear. I love it. But I saw this ad. It was a beautiful pair of sneakers, and it was the spotlight was on it, and everything else was dark. And it says, it says, the sneakers make the man. And I thought, shame on you, Nike. Shame on you. The sneakers don't make the man. The man makes the sneakers. And, you know, I was talking about this with Jimmy, and and he said, well, Larry Bird made, I don't know, Converse or whoever, Adidas or whoever he, whatever sneakers he wore. They didn't make him. And we need to understand that nothing outside of us can make us anything other than our own greatness, that we are just being here and being our true selves and true to ourselves so shame on Nike. The sneakers don't make the man. The man makes the sneakers. And hey, it is it's Italian Heritage Month. Does anybody does everybody know that? I'm so I love it. It's all about uh I just got back from Sicily. So I'm I love it. I'm happy to be back, happy to be live in the studio. I had to uh record some of my segments in the closet in uh in Sicily because the the acoustics were awful. I've got some funny stories. But anyway, uh, it's Italian Heritage Month, and uh, today we have, uh, tonight we have Carlo Treviso. He is uh, an author. He also has a lot, of, a lot of other things going on, but I just finished reading his book called Siciliana. It was about the War of the Vespers. It was great his, a great historical novel, and he's going to uh, come and talk talk all about uh, Siciliana tonight. I also, uh, tonight, our soul block is a lack of generosity with yourself. Sometimes we just, and a lot of times, and especially if you're a mom, you're always giving to everybody else and never for yourself. Uh, we're going to talk about how that blocks your growth. And I want to tell you about the three, th- three things I learned in Sicily. And we're going to talk about who are really your cheerleaders. Who can really be there for you? And for the just rules of dating, we have external factors. The people that get in the way of our relationships. 
and of course your social 411 and you know you got to get on the wait list for my retreat in february it's uh it's up there on my website it's juststuff.com and click the soul journey retreats tab and and find out more about that. We'll be talking about that later. And we have so much more happening today. So be part of the Just Stuff Show. Call in for a healing or soul reading or to ask me, Just Stuff, 781-837-4900. Tell me what's going on in your life. I want to hear from you. Don't forget to give me a call. I love books that give a real glimpse into a culture while also imparting life lessons. There's not many books like this, and my favorite one that stayed with me, it's called It's Not Personal, Sunny, It's Business by Steph Palermo. In this book, Steph combines the pillars of Sicilian heritage with her own life experiences into a book that's truly going to transform the way you think about life and the way you think about work. Stop postponing living your best, most satisfying life and stop putting off thriving in your business. You can do both of those things right now. Just go to buystephsbook.com and order your copy today. You won't regret it. That's www.buystephsbook.com. See you there. Thanks, Liz. Uh, You know, you can get my book uh, on buystephsbook.com and if you order it from there, you will get a signed, a personalized copy, but... Uh, if you just want to go ahead and get the get it through uh, Amazon, it is uh, available on Amazon as well. And it's of course, it's not personal, Sunny. It's business: how to run your family life and business like a Sicilian. So I wanted to talk a few seconds about, or a few minutes about healing, because you know I'm a healer, and uh, it's something that I incorporate into my. Uh, my with my clients, my one-on-ones, and of course in my retreats. And I felt that it was so important to bring this aspect to the show because uh, all of us need healing in some way, but it's one of the gifts that I have. And I'm a healer of uh, I'm a healer of hearts and of lives and of souls and uh, and sometimes uh, of physical ailments uh, that's happened as well. I like to, uh, you know, pray over people and uh, if, especially if my clients come in, I've had, I had a client come in uh, one time and, and she was totally normal and walking in and I said, oh boy, she's in pain. I didn't, I wouldn't have known otherwise. And we're talking, we're talking. And then finally I interrupt her. I said, are you in pain? And she said, oh my gosh, it's been terrible today. Awful. It's, you know, she had back pain and whatever. And I said, could I just pray over you? And she said, of course. So I got up and I actually put my hands on her and and and, uh, and she was relieved from the back pain that she had. And she uh, she felt so much better. And she, you know, of course, she was very appreciative of that. So I wanted to always bring the healing factor uh, to this show and to my my listeners. So if you just relax a little bit and if you are in need of healing, I'd like you to just kind of tune into this and be in that receptive mode where you are ready to receive healing. And remember, it's not always a complete physical healing. It could be uh, a the next step to healing. It could be some aspect of your life, some relationships, 
there's all kinds of healing. So spirit, you are the source of love, healing, and restoration. We thank you for the miracles you still perform today. Tonight, bestow your grace on those listening who are in need of your healing. Bring peace, restoration, and full health to this audience and their loved ones. I believe in the power of faith and prayer, and I ask you to begin your mighty work in the lives of my audience. Please reach down and surround my audience with supernatural peace and strength and give my audience the faith to believe that all things are possible for you, Spirit. Amen. And if you would like a healing, either uh, a private healing or something uh, where we can do here on air, uh, email me at steph at juststeph.com. And of course, you can always call me here in the studio, 781-837-4900 and ask me any questions you would like. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, it's this week's Soul Block. So stay tuned. Lots coming up. I didn't ask for a free ride. I only asked you to show me a real good time. I never asked for the rainfall. At least I showed up. You showed me nothing at all. It's coming down on
right, we are back. That's a great song. I love it. So upbeat. So call me tonight if you have any questions. And, of course, with your thoughts and any concerns you might have, uh, 781-837-4900. And, uh, and just... Just let me know what's going on. Tell me what's happening. And, of course, do you have a copy of my book? you got to grab a copy. It's on Amazon.com or buystephsbook.com. So this week's Soul Block is brought to you by Annie's Pure and Simple. Clean your house, clean your soul. Available at all Whole Foods supermarkets or annie'spureandsimple.com. And this is your Soul Block. Okay, so tonight, you know, I want to talk about uh, the lack of generosity with yourself, with ourselves, because uh, it's, what happens is, and, and this happens especially with moms, but I'm not saying this doesn't happen with men or dads, uh, men, uh, when moms tend to give and give and give and give, and they give a lot of times from an empty cup because they're so tired and whatever and they're a little going a little bit crazy but I find too what happens is is we and I've seen this with people they'll give to somebody else but they won't give they won't give to themselves or they'll buy the best you know the highest quality of whatever and give it as a gift but they don't do that for themselves. And here's the thing. If you, if you're not generous with yourself, how can you be generous with anybody else? And the, the problem with, with all of this is that when you don't love yourself, when you don't engage in that extreme self-care, you will run out of fuel. You'll absolutely run out of fuel. And you need to make sure that you put your own oxygen mask on first. You know, you have to pay yourself first. You want to write your own paycheck first if you're an entrepreneur before you take care of everybody else. So do you buy nicer gifts for others rather than yourself? Do you always take the cheap route for yourself? Do you put your needs last? See, this is a lack mentality. When And when you have a lack mentality, you continue to get more of the same. It comes from that emptiness, from not, not knowing our worth, not understanding who we really are when it comes to the universe. So how often are you generous with your time to uh, for other people? Which is a great thing to do. But not in giving yourself time to do the things you really want to do. Those things that fill you up. We never have time. We're so busy. We're always running around. Are you generous with compliments to others 
but stingy and really mean to yourself. Do you generously overlook other people's failings but magnify your own? A lot of times we're, you know, we're okay with everybody else and really, and we're forgiving with everybody. We let things go for whatever reason, whether it's right or wrong. Uh, Sometimes we need to stick up for ourselves, but you know, we don't forgive ourselves. We're harder on ourselves than we are with others. Do you save the good stuff because somehow you feel you aren't worthy of it? I don't know about you, but I barely ever use the china in my house. Uh, there's a bigger reason. I, they can't go in the dishwasher. But, you know, uh, those nice pocketbooks. I have a nice pocketbook that I, I never use. Generosity is about giving yourself the love that you need. It opens up space inside of you. See, the more generous you are with yourself, the more generous you are with yourself, believe it or not, you create more space for others. Because you're filling up your cup, you have more to give. It also allows you to pause and look at what you need right now and at this moment. So when you're generous with yourself, you can, you're mindful. What do I need right now? What do we want to do right now? What will be good for me right now? And I'm going to actually talk a, a little bit more about this in the leisure when we talk about your social 411. People think that when you take care of yourself, they'll say, oh, that's selfish. Here's, here's the difference, though. It's not selfish. Selfish people need to take from others to survive. For whatever reason, their cup is empty and they compete with others to get their needs met. When you're, when you're engaging in extreme self-care or you're generous with yourself, you know, the self-generosity, it comes from within it comes from inside yourself. You're not taking from anybody else to feel good. You go inside of yourself to nourish your whole being. So the, here's some tips on how to be generous with yourself. And I promise you, when you do this, when you take care of who you are, when you take care of your, your, your whole body, your whole spirit, your whole mind, when you take care of your, yourself physically, spiritually, emotionally, and intellectually, and you're generous with yourself, I promise you, you'll have, you, it won't be selfish. The, the people around you will benefit. You'll be nicer. You'll be happier. You won't be so exhausted and crabby. So here's some ways to be generous with yourself. Give yourself time to do the things that matter to you. You have to make time for yourself. You know, they say, uh, you know, uh, schedule certain things. Well, schedule your time for yourself a little bit every day, maybe more on the weekends. Be generous to yourself with compliments and end negative self-talk. 
as soon as you hear yourself going, oh, I'm not good enough, I'm uh, ugly, I'm unattractive, I'm fat, I'm not worth it, I'm too much, whatever it is that you say, as soon as you go there, push those thoughts right out. Allow yourself plenty plenty of grace when you make a mistake. Don't worry about it. Don't sweat the small stuff. Stop saving the good stuff, the clothes, the candles, the dishes, everything, stationery, whatever you have. Stop saving them for a rainy day. Use them now because you never know. You just don't know. I have these really cute pair of shoes that I bought in Sicily last year. I didn't start wearing them till this year because I was like, they're going to get dirty. (laughs) But now I (laughs) won't. It didn't matter. (laughs) So and think of ways to pamper yourself with items you already have. You know, if you have like those little um, sugar cubes for the uh, for the bath or salt, salts, you know, bath salts. uh, And and treat yourself kindly. And if you can afford things like massages or um, or even uh, a little shopping spree or getting your hair and nails done or whatever that is, or maybe it's just a walk by the by the beach or by the water or just a walk in the in in uh, in the woods, reading a book saying, okay, I'm just going to curl up and read this book today. Read a good book. Surround yourself with positive reminders of why life is good. You know, play great music. Play some fun, uplifting music. Music is a great mood elevator. Write little notes. Post them on your your mirror. Say every day. I say this every day. I, I say this every day, I promise you, in my, you know, when I'm, you know, engaging in my spiritual practice. Today is the best day in my life. Miracles happen today. And if today's the best day in my life and tomorrow's the best day in my life and it keeps getting better and better, doesn't it? Today is the best day in my life. And it really is because I get to be here with all of you. So make sure that you are taking really good care of yourself Be generous with yourself in so many ways and really stay away from that lack mentality. You're worth it. You're worth it. I had um, somebody say to me, I was talking about a speaker. uh, She's a famous author and a speaker and I was reading in her book that one of the things that she requires when being, you know, when getting constant, compensated for her speaking is she only flies first class and I mentioned this to this uh to a friend and I was saying all the reasons why this woman was saying that she loved flying first class she only flew first class it was she got on first she got to work you know people's time is worth money and you know this person said back to me Oh, she just wants to be in first class like it was a status, you know, it, it, it was a status boost, like you felt better about yourself. And that's not true. I think she found value. She finds value in herself. Enough value that that's, if you want her to speak at your event, she's flying first class and you're paying for it. 
because she's worth it. She knows her value. She's generous with herself. You might think that's crazy. That's fine. That's not what you want to spend your money on. But I'm sure there's something else out there. I'm, there's something else out there. There are people that won't go to Starbucks. There are people that's what they do. They go to Starbucks. People don't, you know, everybody's likes are their, their own. But know your value and know your worth. And whatever you're doing, make sure it's the very best because you are the very best. You are worth it. And when you do this, I promise you, you take care of you, everything else is going to fall into place. It'll keep you sensitized to your surroundings and you will not engage in anything less than what you deserve as long as you know what you deserve the very best. So I wanted to tell you, I, I learned I learned three things in Sicily. I actually learned, every time I go to Sicily, uh, I, I spend time there. I learned so much about me. And it, I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about what blocks me from moving forward. I learned, sometimes I have to relearn the same lessons over and over again on how to chill out and, you know, and get rid of that American sort of attitude, like um, everybody owes me. Not that I'm really like that, but you know how, you know what I mean, coming in like a, a brat, like this is the Americans here. I get, I'm in line. I'm first. I got to get my stuff. You know, no. So here are three things that I learned this trip. And I actually learned more, but this, this is what I want to share with you. The first one, I learned how to how to accept what is. You see, in Sicily, it's the zero poops given zone. And I'm being kind here. They don't care. They don't care if you're late. Everything is forse, maybe. We're going to the piazza for drinks, maybe. If you don't go, it's okay. Everything's all right. They don't care if you're waiting in line. Listen, and I'm not saying they don't care about the individual. Everybody, they, they're so sweet and loving. They do care. But I'm telling you, they just are chill. They're not worried. They're always looking at me like, relax. Well, I don't know. I want this coffee. I, you know, I want this kind and they're looking at me like, are you crazy with the way you're just all anxious? See, there's no blood pressure there. Everybody, <laughs> everybody's just chilling out. It's the zero poops given. I'm saying it nicely on the radio. It's the zero poops given zone. They don't really care. It's, and, and, and it's all okay. Well, maybe this, you know, I bringing my stuff to the dry cleaner. Okay, it'll be ready this day, maybe. And, you know, when I get my, my dry cleaning back, it's actually so perfect. But they do things the way they do it. That's it. You can't, you can't go in there storming in like it's demand. You know, you can't be demanding. I was standing at the, at the butcher counter in the grocery store a couple of times ago. And Salvo, who I 
I know he was behind the counter and he was, you know, he's the butcher and he's talking to his coworker and I'm standing there saying, why isn't he helping me? Why isn't he serving me? And he's talking to his coworker and he's looking and then he, all of a sudden he looks at me because he could see that I was clearly agitated that I wasn't being served. I'm an American for goodness sake. You're going to serve me. He looked at me and he says, Steph, that crazy. I know you're there. <laughs> so, and I said, oh my goodness, I'm such a brat. Anyway, that was the first thing. You have to accept things as they are. Number two, I can manifest easy. You know what that means? It's all going to be easy. I was talking uh, to uh, Jimmy about how I was going to get from when I got from Rome, Sicily, from Palermo to Rome, I had to get all my luggage because I take everything, the kitchen sink, and leave the terminal, go to another terminal, and check into Delta. And uh, I said, it's all right. It's going to be all right. I'm going to be fine. It's going to be easy. It's going to be easy. No problem. And when I tell you, it was probably, it was so easy. I had the, my luggage was there. The cart was there. I got a cart. I just walked over, tiptoed through the tulips. It was so easy. You can manifest easy. I can manifest. It's all going to be easy. This isn't going to be a pain. When you, when you, you have to switch that mindset. This is all easy. Okay, and this is the third one, and this is really super funny. We have to laugh in the face of many, many disasters. So on the way back from Marina di Ragusa, I wanted to go to Corleone. I wanted to go to Corleone. I wanted to uh, experience Corleone. I wanted to see it, and I kept teasing Ciccio with my driver, and I was saying, I want to see where Don Corleone's family's from. He said, it's not real. I have a bunch of TikToks on this. It was very funny. And I can tell you why Michael hid out in Corleone. You can you could never find him. The roads are crazy. They're windy. They're steep. They go around mountains. And it's, where is this city? Where is this little town? And some roads just disappeared. They just ended. And we had to turn around and go another way. And we just were cracking up because it was an adventure. So you have to laugh. But here's the funniest story. In all the times, all the days that I've spent in Sicily, I've probably been to Sicily uh, maybe a total of 180 days in the last three or four years. It has never rained except for this one night, which was right, you know, maybe a few days before I left Sicily. And it was raining, and it was coming down, and it was pouring. And I heard plop, plop, and it wasn't in my bed. It was on my forehead. Of all the leaks in the, in the house, it was leaking in my head. I had to move the bed to the other side of the room, and I was cracking up, and and I found that some of my clothes in the closet got wet because there was obviously a leak in the closet. And I thought, okay, I can blow a gasket or I could just laugh. And that's what I did. I laughed. So you have to laugh in the face of these little mini disasters. Of course, I will not be renting that house again. But, you know, that's, that's really uh, 
the three things that I learned this time. I learned a little bit more, but I'm going to share some of that in a little bit. And so I want to also talk to you a little bit about when you come to Sicily with me on retreat, you will learn so many life lessons and they're so simple and yet so profound. And you need to know that people who invest in themselves do better in life. It's that generosity that we were just talking about, that self-generosity. You want to live your best life. And your best life is a life where your cup is not only full, but overflowing. And you can't get that from anybody else but yourself. And when you come to Sicily with me, you learn how to meld your spiritual practice with the realities. See, the realities of, of the, the roof leaking on my head. The reality of driving to Corleone and, and, <laughs> and the, the road just disappearing or it like fell off the side and there's, we're looking over the side of the mountain. These, this is reality. The real, there are rea- the the realities out there. The people that you have to deal with. How, when you have a spiritual practice, do you put up with the crazy that happens in your in your world? Easy, you can do it. This is what I'm teaching people. Taking your spiritual practice and evolving and growing as a person and being able to face the naysayers in your life, the Eeyores, the people that can't support you. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit because you can grow and evolve and Be connected to something bigger than yourself, the universe. Enjoy your life and still be in this skin and still enjoy your life and your friends and your family. It takes a little practice. It takes a little practice to do that. You want to discover what you love, what your passions are. And build relationships. And wouldn't it be nice to not be stressed out and say everything's maybe like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, when you have a party and then people don't show up or certain people that you expected to come, they don't come and everybody's and you're mad. See, none of that bothers the Sicilians. It's like, okay, they're busy. You want to come to Sicily with me, spend eight nights to going back in time to move into your future, gaining soul clarity by learning the ancient ways, melding that spiritual practice with everyday life for the complete, total life package, that total living 
This retreat, the retreat is for anyone who is interested in deep transformations, leaving a legacy. See, leaving a legacy, you can't, you can't leave a legacy if you're not generous with yourself. You will have nothing to give. You won't be the example. You want to be that example of, of the, the true human person who is connected to God and the universe. Your, who lives to fill up for their higher selves. Like you go beyond your physical limitations. And coming with me, you're going to always have a blast because you don't have to ditch the fun to be spiritually connected. So contact me at steffatjuststeff.com. And if you want to know more about, I we just redid my website. I'm so excited about it. Uh, it's juststeff.com. And you can click the tab for the Soul Journey Retreats or some of my other things that I have going on, uh, including this radio show and uh, my one-on-one soul guidance. And there's so much more going on with Just Steph. So you, you can check that out at juststeff.com. Send me an email, steph at juststeff.com, if you're interested in anything that I'm saying or if you have a comment because I'd love to hear from you. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, author Carlo Treviso is going to be with us talking about his book, Siciliana, which I read on the beach in Marina di Ragusa in Sicily. So stay tuned. You know just what to say. Things that scare me, I should just walk away. But I can't move my feet. The more that I know you, the more I want to. Something inside me's changed. I was so much younger yesterday. Oh.
changed. I was so much younger yesterday. All right, we're back. I love that song. It's so awesome. All right, so next up we have Carlo Treviso. Carlo grew up in Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and graduated from Columbia College in Chicago with a degree in film directing. Traversing the worlds of Hollywood and advertising, uh, Treviso has written and produced commercial broadcast campaigns for well-known brands all over the world. He is the son of a Sicilian immigrant. He enjoys bringing his passion and appreciation for Sicily to his readers. He's a proud advocate and supporter of conservation uh, organizations, which all work to protect the beauty and grandeur of Sicily's engrossing past, resilient culture, and vibrant biodiversity. Treviso resides in Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Carlo. Hey, Bonacera. How are you? Bonacera. I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad that you are uh, You're with me here. I thought that uh, I was like, oh, I'm all confused when we have some technology issues uh, going on. So I, uh, I'm glad that you're here. I loved Siciliana. Thank you. I loved, I loved, loved, loved it. I, I enjoyed it so much. And I'm, I'm, I'm showing my uh, live stream folks the, the cover of the book. So I love it. Yeah. Well, welcome back, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to see if I can get my, um, oops, my, uh, my live stream people to hear your interview a little bit better because we're on headphones. So let's see. All right. So tell me, tell us about Siciliana because I know what it's about, but we want, I want to hear from you. Yeah, of course. So um, Siciliana or Siciliana is my historical thriller novel. It came out earlier this year. And the story centers around a dramatic historical event that took place in Sicily in 1282. And it was called the Sicilian Vespers Uprising. So at that time, you may know that the French occupied Sicily. And they were known to be very abusive to the people, a lot of cases of violence, uh, molestation. And what happened was on Vespers night, the night of the Easter vigil, as the Sicilian people were kind of coming together to celebrate in Palermo, the French showed up and kind of crashed the party. And allegedly what happened was they started molesting one of the women in the audience, in, the, in attendance. And uh, she took out her blade. She stabbed the French soldier and cried, death to the French. And what it did was it inspired this really kind of intense, dramatic uprising in Palermo, where the people of Palermo rose up and essentially slaughtered all the French soldiers in the city. And then that turned into a broader revolution across the entire island. So the novel follows a young woman named Etna Vespiri as she sparks this rebellion and essentially steps into this role of revolutionary hero called Siciliana. I love it. So what inspired you to write this? So, okay, so growing up, um, I'm, so as you mentioned, I'm the son of a Sicilian immigrant. Um, my, dad, my dad came here to America when he was a young man. And, you know, like growing up the first, when I used to tell people about my Sicilian heritage who were really unfamiliar with its past, the first thing I kind of always heard was, you know, like that dreaded M word, like, oh, hey, like the mafia, Godfather, hey, Godfather Carlo. Um, and, you know, if you mention Sicilian literature or film, the first thing you might think of is that aging Don circling a white cat or a mobster running a casino. And I just, I just always felt that my Sicilian heritage deserved better than what you kind of saw in popular entertainment in the media. And I decided to write a novel about Sicily that had nothing to do with that. The kind of took place during the time that I find interesting about Sicily was, was during this time when it was its own kingdom. 
Um, you know, a time when, that I say in the book, a land of uh, forbidden knights, for, forgotten fortresses, and fallen kings. So I wanted to bring that perspective of Sicily to the world. I, I, people don't understand that, you know, uh, Sicily was, you know, uh, on its own and unfortunately conquered by different uh, kingdoms, you know, whether it was the French, the Brits, the, you know, the uh, the Arabs came over, all of that. Uh, and uh, they don't realize that was uh, and it's such an amazing melting pot. And you, you mentioned that so many times over and over in the book with talking how the the French basically were calling them. Uh, you know, their they were their blood was mixed. You know, like gypsies. Exactly. I, I mentioned one of, one of the French villains, uh, General General Rochefort. He says they have the blood of gypsies. Right. It was like a, totally an insult against them. Which is funny because I don't know. If, have you have you done your DNA? I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you all are you all Sicilian or do you have like are, are you a mix? So um, it says 75% Italian, and then that's broken down into other subsections. Um, I have a little, a little Arab, right. um, Balkan, um, Iberian Peninsula. Um, so, yeah, it's like all over the place, which is totally in line with all the conquerors who took over Sicily over time. You know what? I have some French. Amazing. So, yeah, I have, you know, I have some, you know, Eastern European, some French, I've, you know, and I'm same 75% Italian. Uh, but I, and I think there's some Middle Eastern in there too, as well. Uh, so yeah. So we're, but I think people don't realize what, how amazing and beautiful the Sicilian people are and so warm and loving. And they think their first mind, like you said, the first thought is it goes towards, uh, the illegal people who, who uh, who've done some bad things, you know, that illegal aspect of it. And, you know, if you look at any ethnic group, there are all kinds of different groups that have, you know, they all have their own bad people, I guess. Of course. So it's... Yeah, you know... Go ahead. One of the, one of the, the be- like, when, when I visited Sicily for the first time seven years ago... Um, I was celebrating a birthday, and the, the the biggest thing that stood out was the mix of cultures on the island. I mean, like you said, like there was a little Greek, Roman, Arab, mm-hmm. Norman, and it re- it's reflecting in the architecture and the food. Um, my favorite, my favorite uh, part of the food, the panellis and arancini. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that came from the Arab influence. Yes. So I had that growing up. We always had it, uh, you know, Christmas Eve. We always made arancini. But that was an Arab. That was technically an Arab tradition. So, like, it was just fascinating to discover all of the influences in Sicily that you don't necessarily get in mainland Italy. Yeah, I, well, it's it's true. And even there's different in different regions of Sicily. There's there's different there's different food, and a lot of times it's because they eat the local products. So my, you know, my family in Riesi, they're right in the center. I asked them what they ate for Christmas Eve. And they don't eat fish like everyone, you know, said the seven fishes. They they just don't. They, they're in the middle of Sicily, so they eat what is local to them. Uh, so it's very it's it's a very interesting island. is It's diverse within itself. 
Absolutely. And to that point, so um, the main character in Siciliana, Etna Vespiri, she comes from the Mount Etna region. Yes. So my dad actually comes from Porticello, which is near Palermo. It's, right. it's a fishing village. Mm-hmm. And when I was talking to him about the book and I was asking him, you know, I, I asked him for um, translation and, um, you know, stuff like that. And there's this term they use in the book called uh, simu, simu Sufaru. See. And it's, it's, uh, it, it, it basically means no matter where you are, uh, it's, I guess what is what is how does it go? Um, uh, we are nothing but sulfur, basically, um, and that's. But I, I found out that that's only really um, in the Mount Etna region of Sicily. So he didn't recognize that term coming from Palermo. Yeah, see, that's interesting. I love it. It, it. You know, people don't realize how amazing and beautiful Sicily is. And even when I wrote, you know, my book is is about uh, it's not about Sicily like yours in terms of a, a novel, but. I had people saying things to me like, why would I want to read a book about thugs? And it's, right. it's, it's, it's painful. It's painful, especially when you know the people there and, the, and how beautiful they are and how loving and kind and, and open. So getting back to your book, so what led you to developing your hero, Etna Vespiri? Yeah, so um, Etna Vespiri, she's a fictional character. Uh, so the event... The event called the Sicilian Vespers, it's, there's not a lot of historical record around this. And it gave me a lot of creative liberty to kind of come up with my own interpretation, per se. So Etna Vespiri is the woman that I placed at the center of the event, the woman that allegedly pulled out her blade and stabbed the French soldier to spark this rebellion. So she is a fictional character. Um, she never existed, but she, I, I kind of you know based her on my sister's. So my sisters are very witty and smart and sassy, and, you know, I took a lot of their personality and, and put them into Etna. Um, and, you know, and then we follow her journey as she goes from being this, you know, obscure maiden to becoming the revolutionary war hero, Diana. I love it. So what, what do you wish for readers to take away from the book? Yeah, so I think that um, a renewed appreciation of Sicilian culture and history is what I'd really love for readers to take away. I mean, it's so easy to get caught up in monolithic thinking. Like a lot of people kind of automatically lump Sicily in with Italy. And many people don't know that Sicily only really became part of Italy, I think, in the 1800s. So it's recently Italian, but it it used to be its own kingdom for millennia. And, you know, I guess I'm just, when, when people come away from reading Siciliana, I hope that they have a new appreciation for Sicilian culture, history, um, and they see that it's more than just the land of the mafia, and there are so many different cultural influences on the island. Yeah, I love it. I love the book. I enjoyed it. It really was uh, wonderful for me to read. I enjoyed the history, and, and I really appreciate y- uh, your work. And, and as an author myself, I, can, I, I appreciate how, you know, what you, the, the time and effort that you put in uh, and the research that you put in uh, for Siciliana, and I really enjoyed it. And I hope that uh, you'll come back and talk to us about either a sequel or your next book. Would you like to do that? I'd love to have you back. Absolutely. Great. Anytime. Well, thanks, Carla. It was great to have you. Take care. Right, thank ciao, you. ciao. Ciao. If you're ready to get your biz in front of over 100K peeps, email me at steph at juststeph.com. Next hour, we have the Just Steph Rules of Dating, your weekly soul rating, and your social 411. WATD FM Marshfield, WBMS Brockton.
The South Shore's first choice for live team coverage of breaking news, emergency traffic, and severe weather. WATD. Since 2017, the Japanese government warned residents in some regions to take shelter. In southwest Florida, heavy equipment is used to clear debris left behind by Hurricane Ian. Sanibel Island remains cut off from the mainland. CBS's Chris Van Cleve is in Fort Myers Beach. Search and rescue teams sift through the widespread destruction. Going door to door looking for survivors or those who perished in the storm. Fire department! The city's mayor says perhaps more than two dozen remain unaccounted for. Lifting up houses, lifting up rubble, listening, sending dogs in. So what they're trying to do is to find the survivors. 99 deaths have been confirmed in Florida and four in North Carolina. A scathing new report details systemic abuse within the U.S. Women's Professional Soccer League. CBS's Nikki Batiste. Some of the complaints and allegations from players in the National Women's Soccer League detailed publicly how they were ignored and overlooked in favor of keeping coaches and owners in jobs. The sexual misconduct varies here from really inappropriate misogynistic type comments to unwanted sexual advances to actual coercion by coaches. Former U.S. Deputy Attorney General Sally Yates led the probe. The report says abusive coaches moved from team to team. Those in a position to correct the record stayed silent. Senior FBI officials say seven states continue to see unusual levels of threats to election workers. Details from CBS's Jim Crisula. The FBI says since June of 2021, there have been more than a thousand tips about threats to election workers. Roughly 10 percent of those tips have led to FBI investigations. Arizona, Colorado, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Nevada and Wisconsin are the states with the highest numbers of threats to election workers. Washington Attorney General Bob Ferguson has finalized a resolution with several large opioid distributors to pay that state $518 million after taking the companies to trial. The state is also pursuing a lawsuit against Johnson & Johnson. More than $476 million will be directed toward addressing the opioid epidemic in Washington state. This is CBS News. Whether it's the news, the traffic, the weather, or your COVID-19 vaccinations, it's important to stay up to date. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Good evening. A blustery start to the month of October, feeling more like November, with a storm center now out over the Atlantic Ocean. This is part of what was Hurricane Ian, and it's going to start backing our way. Now, overnight into Tuesday morning, can be a bit of mist or shower, especially near Buzzards Bay, the Plymouth area, the Upper Cape, in the mid-40s to near 50. And we're going to stay with that raw wind off the ocean, a lot of clouds, a shower, some rain developing, a high of 59 by Tuesday night. The rain getting steadier at times, near 50, and even heavier into Wednesday. Some downpours with gusty winds, a high of 59. Thursday, a milder trend getting underway with some sun, a high near 70. Friday looks nice with sunshine, the high 73, and then more fall-like for the upcoming weekend. For WATD, I'm meteorologist Rob Gilman. All right, we're back. That was so great. Thank you, Carlo, for uh, for calling in and uh, and telling us about Siciliana. I really enjoyed that book, uh, and I know that others will as well. Uh, so this is dating advice for second lifers and it's the just Steph rules of dating. 
Okay, so I'm going to pull a, um, a love card for you. I'm bringing back Love Card Friday uh, starting uh, this coming Friday. So tune in uh, on on all my uh, social media. I'm going to be live streaming. We have to have Love Card Friday come back. It's been a while, and I've missed it, but I'm going to pull a love card right now for all of you. I'm pulling it right out the middle. I already sprayed it with the holy water and shuffled these. Okay, so let's see. Ooh, this is awesome. I, I love this one. It's, I love you. These are powerful words. So somebody in your world needs to hear this, or maybe you need to hear it. See, this is, you know, the problem, especially with Second Life Force, because we're so worried about being committed or, you know, or or committing to somebody and uh, expressing our feelings because we've been hurt. Whatever the case is, stop it. Stop it. It's time to enjoy life and love. And say those words, I love you. It's so easy. I know it's hard for some people, though. Okay, today I want to talk to you about external factors. Things outside of ourselves uh, when it, that get in the way of our relationships. Like family, parents, kids, exes, friends, life circumstances. Here's what's going on. And, and before I even get into some of this, I want, to, I want to be clear that if the person that you have hitched your wagon to is not on the same page as you, this is not going to work. They're not, it, there will be a wedge that will come between you if somebody, something from the outside is influencing your relationship if you're not on the same page. If you're not both committed to the relationship, if you're not uh, wanting the same thing or at least the same long-term goals. If you're on the same page, then you'll recognize this. But if not, you're gonna, you'll feel a little awkward when things come up because that person won't stand up for you. They won't protect you. They won't have your back. They're going to be wishy-washy. So be sure that as you grow in your relationship that you're on, you're on the same page. Because when this happens, when things come, people or family come in between or try to come in between, you'll be, you'll be on the same page. You'll be a united front, which is one of the things you need to do. Now, family... Family can interfere. And, you know, one of the things family members like to do, especially if they're elder elders, they like to pull rank. I'm your mother. I'm your father. You will do this. You will do that. Your, your, your spouse is, or your boyfriend or girlfriend, is, there's a problem. This can happen. Yeah, they'll, you know, they'll try to lord it over you like they're the, they're the ones that know, they know it all. People like to, you know, create chaos and crises for attention. They create conflict. 
They can't resist the urge to stir up aggravation everywhere they go. These are the negative Nancys, the naysayers, the people that uh, will get in the way when, you know, when you have a little issue with somebody that you're dating and you be very careful with whom you discuss what's happening. You know, you we all need that somebody to lean on. So if you haven't problems with somebody, but you just want somebody to talk, you know, want to talk it out, be careful about with whom you share. Because they're going to, they, they may just tell you, oh, this person's not good for you. When they really are, but you need to communicate or you need to sort of fix whatever the issue is. They may get in the way. They may try to tell you, don't work at it. And you want to make sure that you know what you want, what your needs are, and you want to be sure that you're clear on your intentions and the intentions of your partner. You know, friends can interfere. They get in the way. You know, they have, everyone has an opinion. People will create doubt. How about what happens when people in your family need resources like money or lots of your time and it takes away from your relationship? That's a problem. You've got to keep your eye, you you need to lay the law down, have conversations. This isn't going to work for us. You want to be selfish, but it's really selfless in your relationships. You want to give. If you want this relationship to work long term, you need to be ready to give to the other person and put them before everybody else outside, outside of themselves, outside of the relationship. Uh, Back, I want to say maybe a year and a half ago, uh, my nephew was, I, my relationship was new. It was like six months in and it was Jimmy's birthday and my nephew had received confirmation and my sister, you know, said, we're going to this restaurant. And I said, I'm sorry, that's Jimmy's birthday and I can't leave him alone for the, his birthday. Uh, and she said, oh no, he's invited. I said, okay, then we'll go. You know, it was, it was you know, it was his birthday and it was my son's confirmation. I wasn't going to, you know, this is what was important to me. And so, you know, especially when you're, when you're new, you have to be a little selfish. There's a lot of people that will just constantly, constantly disrupt. So here's how to uh, sort of come up against this. You want to set boundaries and stick to them. Create boundaries and respect your own boundaries. No, we're not going to do that. We're we're together with this. No, I'm sorry, I can't attend that event. It's so-and-so's birthday. And you have, 
needs within your, you know, within the couple, there are needs there. You may have to say, no, we're not going to go out because we need to spend time just you and I. Because sometimes we're going out with our friends all of the time, even if it's together, and there's no time alone to enjoy each other. So set the boundaries. Yeah, no, we're not going to do that. No, I can't do that. I have, uh, I belong to a couple of affiliations and one of them happens to have young, younger women in there, young moms, and they don't care what night it is as long as they can get out. But for me, I'm not going out on a Saturday night. That's my night. That's date night for me. It's always date night. I mean, unless it was something really important, like I don't know what, but I don't know what it would have to be. Maybe, well, you know, once in a lifetime thing, but I'm not going out on a Saturday night. It's date night. You want to maintain a united front. If you're not a team, you're not going to be able to overcome even the smallest of challenges to your unity. You know, make sure your partner knows you've got their back. You see, this is, this is, a problem. You, people don't have your back. You know, when I was married, my husband didn't have my back. He never did. He would, you know, people would say, you know, something, stuff happened. He never stood up for me. He never, he never did that. He didn't have my back. Present a united front at all times and make it clear that you won't ever allow someone else to damage the foundation you've both worked so hard to create. It takes a lot of work to set the foundations in a relationship. Don't let other people get in the way. And you want to limit that influence. You know, sometimes stop listening to people. Especially when it's, it doesn't sit right with you. Are you listening to your own intuition? Especially when it comes to other people. Listen to that intuition. You know, listen to that little, that little niggle inside of you that's saying, eh, this isn't sitting right with me. And, and be mindful of that. External external factors in a relationship can be really bad, and especially when it comes to in-laws or outlaws, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> it depends. And unless you're, you're, you're together in a united front, it can be a problem. It can really be a problem. So if you need help identifying and overcoming external forces that are disturbing your life and or your love relationships, make an appointment with me, Steph at JustSteph.com. So take a risk, be vulnerable, share your heart and love always, always love, love, love. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, who are your cheerleaders? When I need motivation 
My one solution is my queen, cause she stays strong. Yeah, yeah. She is always in my corner, right there when I wanna. All these other girls are tempting, but I'm empty when you're gone. And they say, Do you need me? Do you think I'm pretty? Do I make you feel like cheating? I'm like, No, not really, cause oh, I think that I found myself a cheerleader. She is always right there when I Like a genie in a bottle Yeah, yeah Cause I'm the wizard of love And I got the magic wand All these other girls are tempting But I'm empty when you're gone And they say, do you need me? Do you think I'm pretty? Do I make you feel like cheating? I'm like, no, not really Cause oh, I think that I found myself a cheerleader She is always right there when I need her talk about cheerleaders in a minute so your soul is restless until you are living your purpose and here's this week's soul reading I'm going to pull a a divine energy card for you right from the middle. I know you can't see it out there in radio land. Oh, this is interesting. I don't know if I really like this card for tonight. Grieve your losses. That's so here's the thing. We love to bury. We want to bury what's going on and, and not really grieve it. Let's pretend, oh, I'm all right, I'm all right, I'm all right. And you're really not. But, you know, it doesn't have to be a loss of a person. It could be a loss of a job, uh, your car, if there was, God forbid, somebody, you know, you had to get rid of it. It could be anything. 
any loss at all and there's a grief process it's e- there's even a grief process when you are evolving as a person you have to grieve the life that you once had because now it's all going to be different and beautiful and 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 uh filled with joy however it doesn't matter it's a different life and when you're when you move on you have to grieve so grieve your losses make sure you're 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 going through the all the stages of grief the five stages of grief anyway because if you don't you will at some point and you don't want to be dealing with that in a year or two years down the road and when you said you never really grieved uh what has what has happened so definitely do that now i want to talk to you about your support network because when our souls when our spirits are are have unrest sometimes sometimes there's nothing that's going to soothe it you just need to deal with it yourself but many times there are outlets when it comes to soothing your soul uh and one of those can be ha- uh the people with whom uh you are surrounded by whom you're surrounded and having somebody to lean on somebody that you can talk to somebody that you can share what's happening in your world who will understand and a lot of times we have to compartmentalize because somebody may not I I can't talk to everybody about my spiritual journey because not everybody is going to understand it now it says in scripture don't throw your pearls before swine so don't give away your gifts to people who can't understand them in in terms of talking about things. So having somebody that you can rely on or share your joys, be your cheerleader, here's the problem. When you are evolving as a person, you will have experiences in life, even everyday life, that the people in your world will not be able to appreciate if they are not living their best lives. People who do not, who are not living their best purpose-driven life, people who are not engaging in extreme self-care, People who are tied and shackled to a life that they do not love and enjoy could never possibly understand your joy at a sunrise or a sunset. They're not going to be able to cheer you on when good things are happening for you. They're not going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you, I have this friend, my dear friend, I love him to death, uh, my friend Jeff, and he is living his best life every day. And all summer long, he has a boat, a boat, and all summer long, I kept thinking, oh my gosh, what a beautiful summer. He's having a great time. He's having a great, so happy for him. Every day I was like, every time I talked to him, I said, you must be enjoying that boat because it's amazing. What a great, what great weather. But in turn... When I was telling about about my trip to Sicily, he said, when are you buying that house there? 
And I said, I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting on, you know, some things. And he said, just do it. You know you love it there. You're happiest there. You know, he's like the only one that said that to me. Because he can. Because he's living his best life. He's enjoying him, himself. Most people raise their eyebrows. Why are you going to do that? Are you serious? Why would you do that? You know, because it's not the normal uh, Boston, you know, go to Florida. It doesn't fit the mold. It doesn't fit. They can't, you know, they can't understand. They can't cheer, they can't cheer you on because their life is not what they want. And they'll say things to you, you know, think like, oh, you just do exactly what you want to do, don't you? Oh, can you believe she's going on another vacation? Instead of, wow. Because in my mind, when people are happy, when there's one person that's happy, there's another person that's happy. And when there's one, there's two. When there's two, there's unlimited. Happy people, happy world. Everybody living their best purpose-driven life. Everybody's staying in their lane. There's no gossip. There's no jealousy. There's no envy. There's no, there's none of that. There's just joy for yourself and for the other people in your world. This all ties into the generosity, folks. Being generous with yourself. You want people, you want to surround yourself with like-minded folks. You want to surround yourself with people who have the capacity to support you and to cheer you on. You want to surround yourself with people who really and truly want what's best for you in the way that you want it for yourself, not the way that they think you should live. You want to be surrounded by people who want you to live your life on your terms the way that you love and enjoy your life. You want a real cheerleader. And the only way to do that is to align with your higher self, be mindful, live your best purpose-driven life, be happy and joyful, and be the person that you want to attract into your life, whether it's a love relationship or friends. Maybe you need a new tribe. Or maybe you you have this, you know, beautiful family and friends and all of that and and they're wonderful but they can't really cheer you on they don't have it for you that's okay you don't have to walk away from them you just need to find people who will support you who will cheer you on because only the people that are doing what's best for them can give you the support and the applause for your accomplishments. 
you want to attract, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe. You know, if you're an Eeyore, that's what you're going to get in your life. If you are not nice or you're miserable, that's what you're going to attract. Low frequency vibrations. And those people won't have it for you when you start to move up the ladder in terms of your evolution, your growth, your personal growth and development. You want, to, you want those people around you that are excited for you, that you can be excited for them. Who are your cheerleaders? I, you, I'd love a comment. Tell me who, you're, who you have in your life that really and truly want to cheer you on, that understand your growth and your desire for bigger and better for yourself to grow, to gr- create more in your life. And if you want a, a soul reading or an, whether it's online or in person, email me at steph at just And don't forget to call me. I'm lonely. Call me 781-837-4900. Ask me any questions. So I want to talk to you about choosing life over death. It sounds really dramatic, doesn't it? And I'm really talking about thriving over surviving, regardless of the trauma. You know, there'll be people in our lives that, you know, the the chronic complainers, there's always something that isn't right. It's always miserable. And here's the thing. We all have a story. We all have things that have happened to us in our lives. No, not too many people. I don't even, I don't care if they've had money or not. There are not too many people that make it through and it's totally, you know, the Garden of Eden. It's just not. Stuff happens, and it happens because that's what we attract into our lives, but also because of the the you know our upbringing and the way that we're conditioned, the lies of domestication, according to Don Miguel Ruiz. You have some choices, though. You really do. You have you have choices. You, you can survive, you can tread water, but you'll, you'll never truly be happy there. You'll be okay, but you're just going to be treading water. You're never going to make it to the other side. You want to thrive. And what does that mean? You want to be living life to the fullest. Your happiest, uh, you know, where you're filled up and your body feels good and your mind is is uh, being uh, used, or at least you're you're using your brain, where your heart is filled and 
And a lot of times that heart can't be, it can't be filled by other people. You, it has to come from within. It's that connection to God too, that fills that up. And of course your spirit, your spirit, your, your soul filling up with the divine, with creativity, with a sense of purpose and giving back to the community. That's thriving. And we all have choices in our lives. We have a couple of choices. You know, you come through stuff and you have a choice to have a, 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 heart, in, a, a heart of stone. Or you can have a soft heart, a heart that is sensitive to people, to your own trauma, and to the people around you. We can sit here and we can blame, and we we can blame God, we can blame, you know, the people uh, that raised us. And even in really severe trauma, yes, you have to work through it, and yes, there has to be some healing. But until you're ready to step out of that, you're going to remain a victim. Things will be done to you, not for you. You will be a victim of circumstances and the people around you. You want to take back your power. Put on your big girl panties and your big boy boxers. It's time to steer your own ship. You can choose right now to be the captain of your own ship, to write your, to be the author, to write your own story. Because now you're no longer a victim. You are no longer a victim of what has happened to you. No, you're going to tell the world what's happening now in your life. You're the one. You can do this. You can, you have a choice. You really have a choice here. You can choose to live or you can choose to die. And when you're not living to your potential, when you're not living your best purpose-driven life, when you're not living in joy and happiness, you are dying a slow death. And when you transition over this, you know, it's just more of the same. It really is. You can choose right now to enjoy your life. To really, really take care of yourself. And I listen, I sit around sometimes within these conversations and I'm just listening. And people are going on and on and on about what's happening in the world and I am not a, I'm not into politics I don't care I don't want to talk about it it's too depressing and I listen to what's what what they're doing and what they're saying I go you have to stop it you have to stop because what you give energy to 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 what you've give energy however you want to say it wh- whatever you focus on is what you're going to experience so the more energy you give to what you don't want in life, 
the more you'll see that in your life. It's going to show up in your life. So the more you focus on your empty bank account, the more, the emptier it's going to be. That's all you're going to get. The more you focus on how lonely you are and you don't have that relationship you want, the lonelier you're going to be. You can thrive. You don't have to just be surviving. And regardless of what is going on in this world, in this crazy world, regardless of the things that people are doing, the bad things that are happening out there, regardless of all of that, you can thrive. You can rise above and enjoy your life every day. It's like when we were locked up in our houses for however long that was, six months, we were locked up and you can choose to be miserable or you can just choose to have a good time. That's what I did. I finished my book and I I made funny videos like I was talking to a basketball like on a castaway. But, you know, you, you can cho- make choices and live your best life in whatever situation you're in. You want to take back your power. You want you want a soft heart, not weak, but soft. A heart that is open to receiving love and giving love because that's why we're here. We're here for three reasons, to love, be loved, and to co-create with the divine creator. That's right. Whatever that is that you do, if you are great at creating spreadsheets or a beautiful meal, making babies, whatever you're creating, that's what you're doing. You're creating with the divine creator. It's it's a co-op. You're on co-op with, with, with God. So you want to choose living. And I learned this every time I'm in Sicily. Every time I'm in I'm I'm in Sicily and I and I'm breathing and I, as soon as I get off the plane, I start to breathe. I actually lose weight when I'm there, not because of what I'm of, of it's because I'm there's no stress. And I'm thrive I thrive there. I'm breathing. And I see how they live and how they enjoy their relationships. And and you want to grow in those in the relationships. They they rather sit sit at the coffee shop talking with their friends than get a second job. They're not worried about making a killing. They're just enjoying their lives. Okay, whatever you want. You know, oh, I'm going to I'm going to host dinner here. Okay, no problem. Everything's no problem. Easy. We'll just get a table that will fit everybody. We'll just borrow some utensils if we don't have un- enough. No big deal. It's all nice. It's wonderful. It's easy. It's breathing. It's thriving. I can teach you how to thrive. And if you're ready to get your biz in front of over 100,000 people, email me at steph at juststeph.com. We're going to take a short break and we come back. Your social 411. 
You know, living happens during leisure. That's where the body is refreshed, the heart is moved, the spirit is lifted, and the mind expanded. You wanted to know where to go this weekend, and you've been waiting for your social 411. Girl, sit your hallelujah, because Uptown Funk don't give it to you. Okay, you know, before I get into what's going on this weekend, I, I want to touch on something because I, I realized I had an experience when I was in Sicily. I know I'm talking all about Sicily, but I have to tell you, I learn all the time. So I was working, you know, I work, I work from anywhere. So I'm working all the time in Sicily. And, and I decided when I was going to Marina de Rugusa that I was going to 
not do any work at all. And I was going to sit on the beach and, and every day I'm always, I was tired and, and exhausted and, you know, whatever. And when I got that, we got there uh, on a, I think a Wednesday afternoon and I went straight to the beach and I brought my book, Siciliana, and I, but I went into the water when I got there in the afternoon and I started to cry. I choked up because I thought, oh my gosh, how blessed am I? How amazing is this? And I thought, this is so, uh, so beautiful. And the next day, I, I was on the beach from nine to five, and it was a hot day. I kept going in, in the water, cooling off. But I didn't look at my phone to, you know, for work or anything like that. And I read, and I read my book. And I even had a couple of cocktails on the beach, one at lunch, one, one a little later. And, you know, we, we had lunch at the beach. And I should have been exhausted. But I was energized because I took purposeful leisure. See, purposeful leisure will leave you energized. And leisure is, is juxtaposed to sloth. Sloth is it's it's a reluctance to work or or make an effort. It's laziness. L- taking leisure is very different from sloth or laziness. Leisure is recharging. You should feel better in your body, in your mind, in your heart. And yes, yeah, sometimes we maybe drink a little bit too much and go out dancing and you know, we're tired. I get that. But there's something else that you get from that. Uh, so here's a couple of ways you can uh, really get something out of your leisure time that will help you. Go for a walk. Take a yoga class. Give yourself a spa night. Get in the bath and put candles and maybe bath salts. Here's what, here's what Jimmy does. He drinks a cup of coffee. <laughs> you drink a cup of coffee or tea. Don't gulp it. Just relax. Give yourself a week of easy nights. You know, sometimes we get, we'd all, we'd, we'd go cray-cray. And I know for myself, I'm always trying to work, so I'm looking at my phone trying to comment or post or whatever for work and being able to just put it down and not do any of that and read a book, relax, take a nap. This is what refreshes you. Make sure you take time for yourself. This is being generous again with yourself, people. Journal. Allow yourself to do something fun, especially if you're a workaholic. And read a book you enjoy. A lot of times I read books, and especially my audio books I listen to, are books on self-development, and it's, it's, a, it's almost work. And I love it, and I love to learn, but it's work. So reading a nice novel like Siciliana, that actually it did cause me to think because I, I was, you know, I had to think about the history and the story and keep up with it. However, it wasn't so... Uh, heavy for me. So read a book you enjoy. It doesn't have to always be a growth, you know, book on growth like me, because that's what I always do. You want to definitely try and read some good books. 
So uh, let me tell you what I did this past weekend. was at Precinct 10 on Saturday night and then headed over to Pete's Grill in, in, uh, in Quincy and we had a great time. And today we had lunch at Mia Ragazza. I stayed home a lot last week because I just got back from Sicily. All right. So here's what's going on. Here's a few little things that you can do this weekend. Saturday, October 8th in the North End at 1 o'clock. It's Cocktails and Cannoli. It's it's Boston's North End Dessert Tour. It's $79. This is an all-inclusive Boston food tour. You get a water bottle to carry with you on the tour, four dessert samples, including the classic cannoli and gelato. It really is cannolo. Cannolis, plural. Cannolo. Three, you get three cocktail samples. Ooh, that sounds like fun. You get to stop by Paul Revere's house and discuss the importance of alcohol in the revolution in revolutionary Boston. You get to skip the long wait line at two of the most famous pastry shops in Boston. I think it's I think they're gonna be it's gonna be Mike Mike's and Modern. And then you have a blind cannoli taste off testing a historic rivalry. And that's I'm sure it's Mike's Mike's pastry and, and modern. So you'll get to taste and see which cannoli is the best in the North End. You get to see the Old North Church and the location of those famous signal lanterns from 1775. You meet at the Tony DeMarco boxing statue at 191 Hanover Street, Boston. And uh, you can look that up. I saw that on Facebook, too. So look it up. It's Cocktails and Cannoli. Uh, This is really cool. There's a Boston Harbor Fall Foliage Brunch Cruise. It's uh, it leaves from 60 Rose Wharf, and it's Sunday, October 9th from 10 to 12. And you get brunch while you get to watch the foliage on this nice boat. And you'll board a 1920s-style yacht, and it's called the Northern Lights. You'll sail through Boston Harbor. That's really cool. It's not just a regular booze cruise ship. It's uh, You'll sail through Boston Harbor, past the Harbor Islands, and spot landmarks and beautiful fall scenery along the way. You'll indulge, indulge in a three-course brunch buffet from your private table. And you you know what's great about this is free cancellation in 74 dollars What a weird price, but that's what it is. Boston Harbor Fall Foliage Brunch Cruise. Okay, this is what's going on in Hull. This is on the 8th, Saturday night, the Blushing Brides and Guest and guest Dead Till Friday. <laughs> this is a Rolling Stones. It's a Rolling Stones cover band. <laughs> and it's, it's back after three years. They must have taken a little hiatus. And there's advanced tickets. This is at, uh, I think it's at the C-Note. C the C note in Hull and it's $20 in advance and the night of the show it's $25. So just get on, on uh, Facebook that under the C note and you they'll have all the information there in Kingston brewery 44 at 7 PM. And I believe this is this Saturday. It's non-essential comedy central. It's uh, $12 in advance, $15 at the door. This is what's going on in Carver. Now, a lot of people love this stuff. It's the King Richard's Fair. It starts, it opens today through October 23rd. It's ten. It's from 10.30 in the morning to 6 p.m. every day, and it's on 
235 Main Street in Carver, Mass. I've never been. If you've been to this, let me know. Tell me how it is. Okay, so coming up in Quincy, it's the Ethan, it's Ethan Craig, and this is at the Poor Yard in Quincy. I've never been there. And it's live acoustic and live music, and this is Saturday night, October 8th. And of course, in Quincy, you must go to Pete's Grill. It's super fun. We were there Saturday night. Lots of fun. The bartenders are awesome. They're super fun and nice. Tell them Jimmy sent you. <laughs> it's Pete and David, right? Pete and David, they are they're great. They're, tell them Jim tell them Jimmy Spadosh sent them. Sent you, right? <laughs> and uh I'm sure they'll they'll take good care of you. They always have a nice pour there. And there's always live music and dancing and there's also food there. They can get pizza. Can you get bar pizza there? Bar pizza. Interesting. Okay, always Tolson's uh, Tap and Tavern uh, in Pembroke has Sunday Fun Day. And here's what's going on in Plymouth at the New World Tavern. They've got live music galore. So every Wednesday is Hitch and Jimmy C. Thursday is Total Strangers. And Friday is Jeff Hillard. Every Sunday they have a breakfast. It's the it's music breakfast. I love that. Uh, from 8 to 12. Now this weekend coming up, is Mike McHugh uh, during the day. So if you want to do some day drinking, head over there. And Tom Reddy's at 6 o'clock. And Didn't Plan It is, uh, it sounds like my pregnancies. Didn't Plan It. (laughs) Sorry. I can't help it. (laughs) Yeah, Didn't Plan It. That's that's how they all went. Um, But uh, (laughs) that's uh, on Saturday night, the 8th. Oh, they do have stuff on Friday night, too. Bazooka foot. That's like gum. It's like gum on your feet. That's from 9 to 12. And I think that's it on for the New World Tavern. Now, here's a blast from the past. Lombardo's Randolph. My gosh. I can't even. Is it still around? They have. This is what's going on. It's the party you've all been waiting for. And it's actually, I'm. T- this is a head... This is a heads up. It's on Tuesday, November 1st from 6 to 9 p.m. It's the boss bash. I should go. I'm the boss. Right? So it's the South Shore Chamber of Commerce has teamed up with South Shore Home Life and Style to host the first annual boss bash on Tuesday, November 1st. And basically, it's like the best of the South Shore. I think I should get an award. Now, I'm new to the South Shore, but I'm on the radio here. Someone needs to nominate me. <laughs> I want to be nominated for the best of the South Shore. Wouldn't that be interesting? That would, that would be really funny. The North Shore girl. Nominate you for what now? The best. Hey, I'm the <laughs> best right here. Right here. The best, the best on the radio on the South Shore. Right here. Best talk show. All right. So when that comes up, we've got to remind people about that. I know, right? So... That would be great. So this is an exciting celebration that that takes place on Tuesday, November 1st at Lombardo's. Like, I, I remember going to weddings there. Can you believe that? They'll have, fe- it's going to feature award-winning food and drink, live music, fun photo ops, and much more. Jo- join us, join them as they celebrate the best of the South Shore. I just want to know who is that? 
who is who is that? Okay. In situate, we have the Vine Bar. It's a wine bar. It's relatively new. It opened middle of August. Uh, make sure you tell them just Steph sent you. And the Salt Cave in his in um, in it's situate. The Salt Caves that it's open. They have on October 9th, It's Guache class. It's at 10 a.m. Now this is listen. I had to read. I have to learn about this. I had to learn about this. I I googled it. It's an hour class for forty five dollars. Forty five dollars, and you learn an easy facial protocol that will help you shine from the inside out. This technique helps. Now, this is a good thing that you can do. This is leisure that will recharge you. This technique helps increase lymphatic drainage. It helps tone and sculpt the face, and has many anti aging benefits. Okay, so you should try this. This is at the Salt Cave. They also have speakers going on. They have a speaker series that's happening. So you don't want to miss that. And in Weymouth, we had Precinct 10 every Friday and Saturday. And for Halloween, this is kind of cool. Get your brooms ready and light the black flame candle. Fans of the movie Hocus Pocus Pocus, and the upcoming sequel will have a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to book a stay at the Sanderson Sisters Cottage this Halloween season. It's in Danvers, Massachusetts. It's on the North Shore. People, you can do it. It's okay. You can find it on Airbnb or Google it. It's the Hocus Pocus House in Danvers. So if you have a fun event at your biz, email me at steph at juststeph.com. Big, big, big thank you to my friend Carlo Treviso, the author of Siciliana, one of my new favorite books. So next week, there'll be much more. I have Lori Fitzpatrick is going to be on. Uh, She does some healing stuff at her place. We're going to talk about all of that and much more. And of course, this is my birthday month. So it's all about Just Steph this month. So you want to grab my book at Amazon.com. It's not personal, sunny, it's business or buystuffsbook.com. Email me with any questions you have. Come with me to Sicily. And of course, join my free Facebook community, Get Real with Just Steph and follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and iTunes. Don't miss a sexy Monday. See you next week. Know I love you all. Wishing you love, balance, and peace. Ciao, ciao, baby. Be sure to make your Monday night sexy every week from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on WATD 95.9. In the meantime, if you are ready to transform your life, shoot me an email at steph at juststeph.com. Tell me what's going on in your life. I want to hear from you. W-A-T-D-F-M Marshfield, W-B-M-S Brockton. This is the South Shores Radio Station, 95.9 FM W-A-T-D. Streaming online at 95.9 W-A-T-D.com.